This Thacker Slate podcast is hosted by Connie Thacker and Allison Slate, two experienced attorneys who believe honesty, transparency, and knowledge are key to achieving the best legal outcomes. A variety of topics, particularly those related to sensitive family law matters, are candidly covered by Connie and Allison in a way that's refreshing, timely, and practical for listeners. Welcome to the Thacker Slate Podcast. Allison and I are here to talk about a subject that probably a lot of you are uh, wondering about, and that is how do you get divorced during the COVID process? We have seen a substantial uptick in divorce filings due to lockdowns and school closings and restaurant closings and uh, everybody having to be uh, in space together. If you had something wrong in your marriage uh, before COVID, it's probably uh, escalated uh, during COVID and gets you to the point where you're uh, thinking about and filing uh, for divorce. And so we want to talk to you about what's going on in the court system and what we've seen and uh, how COVID's impacting divorce. Well, largely since March of 2020, the courthouse has been uh, open only for limited court appearances. So some of the PPO appearances have been there, some of the abuse neglect. I know that we've talked about that on another podcast. Everything else has been primarily in Zoom. And I think we've all become accustomed to Zoom, whether it's in business or just in our social lives, trying to set up cocktail hours and survive the pandemic. Uh, but certainly it's something to think about when you're going to court. The courthouse is open, but it's a little bit different than it used to be. Yeah, and some of the courthouses are having uh, and allowing people to go in with masks, but most of them are not. And so we have to make sure that when we do our notices of service, if you get served with a motion, you need to look to see where it's going to be. Is it going to be by Zoom or is it going to be in person and what's going to be happening as we move forward? I will say that uh, the pandemic had some good to it, I guess, if you can try to find the good in everything. And that is it's made a lot of courts uh, step up their game with uh, e-filings so that we can actually electronically file the documents. I I wouldn't say that so much with Kent. Uh, They seem to still be a little bit behind the eight ball, but we did see it generally increase in Ottawa County and in Allegan for our e-filings and even some some areas over in the Bay City area would now allow us to send all of our documents in uh, through uh, email. Yeah, I think e-filing has definitely uh, made some strides during the pandemic, but I think that uh, really the other thing that people need to be aware of is there is some cost savings to being able to appear by Zoom, but I think that cost savings is largely outweighed by the preparation that needs to go into a hearing before the hearing occurs. If there's exhibits or other things that you want to show the court, a lot of times they're needing to be marked in a certain way, submitted a certain number of days in advance, and so you want to be aware of that. And so it's not always the, the most cost-effective means, but certainly it's assisting with that. The other thing that I've noticed on Zoom, and I, I love to watch Zoom and other people appearing on Zoom, and they're on YouTube, by the way, so you can always go and watch the remote hearings on YouTube. You can go to the courthouse webpage, and there should be a link that says remote hearings, and you can watch a couple if you want to familiarize yourself with what court's like. Uh, but one in particular the other day that I was watching, there was a gentleman who was sitting in a room And I always tell people, you know, make sure you look at your video before you go live on your hearing because you never know if there's something in the background that's distracting and you would hate to be talking and have someone wondering what's on your shelf behind you or wondering what that light fixture is or that wallpaper or that's a weird color for a room. You want to make sure they're listening to you. But this gentleman in particular, if he would have looked, he would have noticed that the ceiling fan and the projection of his screen made it look like he had 
a hat on that was spinning. And so it was very distracting to listen to him speak while also watching the ceiling fan that looks like it's perfectly seated on top of his head uh, just go round and round and round and round. So you got to kind of be aware of that. Yeah, and Allison makes a good point too about, you know, you got to have some self-check and monitoring of your own uh, behavior because it is out on YouTube. And so uh, judges and litigants and lawyers and parties all need to be aware of that. It used to be we were sort of in a private room and the, and the doors were shut to the courthouse when we were in there conducting hearings, but now it's out on the public for everybody to see. So how you act uh, can be out there for everyone uh, to watch for a period of time until those YouTubes are taken off of uh, the list and you can't see them after they've uh, concluded. But you also need to be cognizant of the simple stuff. And this is the simple stuff we used to tell our clients when they were going to the courtroom. Dress like you're going to court. Don't just show up in your car and with a t-shirt and drinking a pop and start to you know, present your case. I mean, you, you're still being seen and the judge is still getting an impression of you one way or another and how you look and how you appear. Well, and rename your device. When you log into Zoom, it asks you what your name is. Your name is not Samsung Galaxy S6. Your name is Allison Slate or whatever your name might be. Make sure that you put that in there so they know who's talking and which hearing you belong to. I think that's really important. And I would say too, we are seeing a little bit of a backlog in the system. There's no question about that. And um, I think everybody just has to be patient with the process and we'll see if the courts reopen back up in October or November. Um, I, only time will tell, but you st the, the moral of the story is you can still get divorced. That process hasn't stopped. You can still file motions. That process hasn't stopped. It's just a little different and a little bit uh, cumbersome right now, but you can still do it. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Thacker Slate podcast. If you have additional questions, do not hesitate to contact us at 616-888-3810 or visit our website, thackerslate.com, for additional information. 